0: By now, if you've been listening to my radio show or following me on social media or listening to these podcasts, you probably figured out I love books. Books clutter every surface of my home. They are here in my studio. I have shelves of books. I have a desk that's piled up with books. They're all over my house next to the laundry. They're the thing you're most likely to trip over because I have piles of books on the floor. I kid you not. I'm somewhat of a hoarder and I love books. You can't find a place to set sometimes because I got books piled up. And please, please don't try to ask me to narrow it down and ask a foolish question like, well, what kind of books do you like? Just pick those because really I like them all you will find fiction you will find nonfiction sagas short stories poetry books lots of how to books i've i think i've got there's like a popular mechanics series that came out when i was a kid i got all of them how to do everything how i could i could build a house with my how to books i can i can go to my how to books to learn to do watercolor paintings I have novels, hardbacks, soft covers. I got coloring books in the stacks. The list doesn't even include my kid's selection. My joy of reading, my love of books is why I have a monthly book club to share something that brings me so much joy and to recommend the titles that I think you will enjoy. Reading was a favorite pastime of my mother's. Welma Dean passed her passion for the written word on to all four of her children. And I try to do the same. Although just like my mom, I've discovered that it takes with some more than with others. When I stumble upon a book I feel everyone will love, regardless of age, genre, or any other number of variables, I get super excited. That's what happened last December. I was choosing gifts for my 12 Stockings of Christmas giveaway and a beautiful picture book. It's full of swirly calligraphy, amazing illustrations and the simplest, sweetest, most profound messages came to me as a gift. My friend Lindy gave it to me as a gift and I fell in love with it. Whether you're looking for a little peace, a little comfort, a little insight or wisdom or in my case, I have been, I'll, I'll be honest, I will admit it. It's hard to say, but I have been paralyzed with fear the last two years. Actually, the last four years since losing my son, Zach. I have let fear dominate my decisions. And I found peace. I found so much peace and so many things that you might be looking for, comfort, wisdom, Between the pages of this simple little book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse by English author and illustrator Charlie Mackesy. It was written, as Charlie notes in the foreword, for everyone, whether you are 80 or 8. If you've not heard of this book, which I can barely believe, or you've not prepared to take my word for it, that I simply won't believe. You gotta believe me when I tell you this. Perhaps the fact that as of August, the book had been on the New York Times bestseller list for 88 weeks and had sold over 2 million copies in the US alone will speak to how beautiful and relevant it is to our world right now. I am so pleased that Charlie Mackesy is joining us on Love Someone today, hailing all the way from the UK. We're going to catch up with him and his characters, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, right after we spend a little moment on one of the sponsors that make these incredible conversations possible. I've just discovered a comfy, cozy brand of winter footwear. It's Lamo. That's L-A-M-O, Lamo Footwear it's an active lifestyle brand offering amazing style comfort and value they have something for every person on your list this holiday season boots slip-ons and slippers for everyone from infants to adults in both men and women's styles not only do they make stylish and oh so cozy footwear Lamo is a company that gives back to they've donated over 1,000 pair of shoes to nurses on the front Lines of healthcare. To start shopping, visit lamofootwear.com. That's L A M O, lamofootwear.com. Use promo code holiday25 for 25% off your order. With me today on Love Someone with Delilah is Charlie McCasey, who's the author of such a delightful book, The Boy, The Mole, oh. The Fox, and The Horse. So I have to tell you, a friend of mine, Lindy, I don't know if you've spoken with her, but she works with my company. Last mm-hmm. year, she called me so excited like she had found the Holy Grail. Like, <laughs> like you know, like we women get when we find a pair of jeans that actually fit and are comfortable, you know, and we're calling our friends. Oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe this. She called. <laughs> and She's like, you're not going to believe this book. I'm sending you a present. Wait till you see this. Wait till you read this. Uh... And. She sent me your book and I thought, this is like a kid's book. And then I sat down and exactly. <laughs> Charlie, I read it in one night and I went, oh my gosh, it's like thousands of years of wisdom condensed into such a sweet story.
1: Well, that's a very lovely thing to say. Thank you.
0: It's beautiful. And your illustrations. Oh my gosh. I love to draw. I love to paint. Oh, do you? And when I... You know, the first time I read the book was just because Lindy had recommended it. And then I got several copies to give to my listeners as gifts last Christmas in our 12 Mm. stockings of Christmas. And then I sat down with it just for me. And I have little pieces of paper, little torn pieces of paper stuck in different pages that I just wanted to kind of read again and reflect on and Honestly, try to incorporate into my everyday life. So thank you for the the beauty. Thank you for the simplicity. It's very
1: simple, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's so simple. Are you like this sweet? Like, is your heart really this sweet?
1: I think that's for others to say, you know, it's very hard to describe yourself. At least I find it very difficult. I would never say I was that sweet. I'm sure. Um, I don't know.
0: Because <laughs> I've, written, I've written some stuff, but my, my heart is not nearly as sweet or as pure as yours because you wrote this incredibly touching little book that I honestly think if we made this mandatory reading for everybody in government right now. Like, if we could pass oh. a law and say everybody in every nation around the world who is in leadership uh. position before they go to bed tonight must read The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, don't you think would wake up tomorrow in a better world?
1: Oh, that's a lovely thing. So I have to write that down. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, it'd be lovely if they did.
0: Imagine if all the leaders of the world sat down and read this book before they went to bed <laughs> and thought, you know what, I could, apply, I could apply just one principle of this book to my life tomorrow, to my decision-making tomorrow, right? and the world would be a better place. I mean, what do you think success is, asked the boy. To love, said the boy. To, love. to mm-hmm. love.
1: I think that idea of success is fairly low on the list of, of many a leader, probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lovely idea, anyway.
0: Uh, I mean, let's just send it to every university, <laughs> to every professor at every university that teaches an economics class or teaches a business class, mm-hmm. and let's just put a little torn piece of paper right there. What do you think success is? Asked the boy, and let's just make that into a poster.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty moving. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea. I mean, no, obviously, I wouldn't promote it because I, I, you know, but look, odd me telling people to print up my drawing but i mean if you suggest that it, uh, well
0: i i let me be your champion so if anybody is listening to this podcast who is a professor or a teacher or a leader <laughs> or a mayor or uh whatever in a position of authority at least print up the page about what success is and make a poster out of it good idea and the other one <laughs> of the other pages um, mm-hmm. Most of the old moles I know wish they had listened less to their fears and more to their dreams.
1: Well, fear kind of can destroy dreams, can't it, really?
0: Fear can destroy everything.
1: Fear pretty loud often, especially now, the last couple of years especially.
0: So I got this book last fall when we hmm. were in the thick of the shutdowns. Right. and Right the insanity that was going on and when this book came and I read that I felt like it was a gift from God like like he was saying stop and listen to your dreams instead and not that I don't want to be mindful or aware of what's going on but yeah I can't live in that place no it's exhausting you know so should we make a poster out of this page too so, sure, why not? If we're redefining success, the true meaning of success as love, there's so much wrapped up in that because then you go, well, you know, what do you mean love? Do you just mean like being ro- romantically in love? And it's no, no.
1: No, 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 no. Far from it. Well, let's do two posters. <laughs> what else do we do?
0: Oh, I'm not done with you yet. I want to do a poster of, of when the boy and the mole are sitting on the limb and the fox comes along just because that's such a pretty painting. Yeah. So what is your medium? I'm trying to figure out. Is it ink, watercolor? How do you get yeah, these? Yeah, it's,
1: it's ink. It's ink and watercolor. Yeah, so it's an old-fashioned dip pen. I mean, I spill ink everywhere. This, it's like every, it's a sea of ink. It's splattered pages and it's on my feet. and you know, Yeah, so I use ink and then I let it dry. And then, when the drawing's dry, I then put watercolor over the top. And sometimes, not even any color. Some of those drawings, I just think.
0: Your artwork is very loose and flowing. Mm. And yet, the little details, the little nuances are so precious.
1: Oh, thank you. And I'm making a little film at the moment. That's quite intense. I've never done one before.
0: You're making a film with your book?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Doing a little tiny animation, animated film.
0: And are you drawing each picture? Are you doing like old-fashioned animation?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing quite a lot of them. I'm, I have a, a lovely little team and we all share the, share the load. Um, but I've, I must have, I mean, the last nine months I must have drawn, I hate to think how many drawings I've done. Terrifying. So many. I, it's 25 frames a second. It's a lot of drawings. In 25
0: frames a second. So let's just say this, this little movie is a minute long. 60 <laughs> exactly. seconds.
1: Exactly. I mean, I'm not good at maths. You do the maths, but I—I know. I, I mean, it's half an hour. The film's half an hour.
0: Oh my gosh! You—you've got to do just for a little five-minute movie over seven thousand drawings, yeah, exactly. and each one has to be the same except for the little movement. Well, a tiny difference. Yeah. yeah, a tiny difference. So, is there a way to like leave the stick or the branch they're sitting on out and just like move the hand so you
1: don't? Yeah, of course. You don't have to redraw the whole. Yeah, you have layers, you know. So sometimes there'll the, be the, the backgrounds and, and landscapes are pretty much still. So you don't have to redraw those.
0: Charlie, that's a lot of ink.
1: You're making me feel really aware of just how, how hard it is. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't want to think about it anymore.
0: But I love that you're doing it the old fashioned way. I love that you did the book the old fashioned way.
1: Oh, people think I'm crazy doing it this way. I mean, everyone thinks I'm mad.
0: Yeah. We need to start a movement. To get Charlie Macasey in the hands of every, you know, we could start with kids because it would be really good for children to learn this before they get all messed up by our education system that teaches them the, the exact opposite of what the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse teaches. Yeah. Don't you think like the media and the education system and everything right now kind of teaches kids the opposite?
1: The irony of all that is, you know, that I think sometimes if you apply those principles, you'll do better anyway. I had a banker come to me a couple of years ago, and I probably shouldn't say this. Um, Anyway, there's no names involved, but he came to my house and uh, he'd been following me on Instagram, actually, and he just said, I just want to talk to you. He left his driver outside. He was a very cool guy, you know, and he sat with me and he said, You know, I kind of feel that we need to run the bank on these principles, but it's so Against the flow. It's so counterculture. So he sort of said, you know, if, if we're all honest, we'll, we discover our, our, what our weaknesses are. And then if we knew what they were, we could cover each other. We go, okay, so if you're telling me that this is what your struggles are, then that's great. At least we know, whereas everyone's pretending to be strong. Everyone's pretending to be good at things when they're not. So we don't really know. So he, he applied the principles to his bank and he came to see me a year later and said, yeah, this seems to be working. My being kinder, more honest. We're sharing pain. Um, no one's covering up anymore. You know, all this stuff. And I was, you know, I, I cried with him. We had a cup of tea and I cried. And I said, well, you know, I'm really thrilled for you. You know, he said, we have a community now, whereas beforehand we had a team. A team. A team.
0: A team. And
1: we were a winning team. And he said, now we have something else. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a kind of an empathetic, group of people who know each other pretty deeply now and are not afraid to say who they are what they struggle with or what what they fear or and because of that we work better together you know so i was i was find that very moving i mean i don't think i set out to make a book that would help banks far from it but it was interesting at least
0: i don't know when you decided to write this and publish it if you had you could not have known how many hearts it would touch
1: no, I mean, really, I wrote I, a lot of those drawings I wrote, I, I'd made for um, people that I know and love, you know, who have been honest and brave enough to tell me what they struggle with and what I struggle with. I'm not like exempt from these struggles.
0: So who, who do you, who do you, Charlie? I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a little of you in all the characters, but is there one yeah. in particular that you feel is you represents you the most?
1: You know, it's interesting that there's bits of me in, in all of them. And it, from day to day, I think sometimes I'm definitely like the fox. I definitely take a while to trust people. So I'd like to go around in big circles and then my circle decreases. And eventually I'll sit next to someone. Sometimes other times I leap straight in and I'm gun ho and very happy and hugging and everything. But I do see the fox in me. Um, I think I am like the mole. I think I default the cake very quickly if things go wrong. Um,
0: I I (laughs) default to cake very quickly when things go right, when things go wrong. I think one of my favorite pages was when the mole said, I I brought you a cake. And the boy's like, where is it? I ate it. And then I brought you another and I ate it
1: too. (laughs) Same thing seems to have happened. (laughs) Yeah. You know that I did that the other day with my sister. I bought her a cake. I got a beautiful cake for her and I knew she was getting back like, you know, that tea time. And I just, every time I walked past it, I thought, Come on, just a little.
0: There's like a million little universal truths here. Just so sweetly put. Be curious as they look up at the moon. How mm-hmm. sweet is that? How sweet is that? So I've read it to my children. Um, the, Have you? the 17 year olds didn't appreciate me setting them down and, and making me read it. They're like, no,
1: I'm, I bet they couldn't. Yeah, for them, but they, could, they, could they cope with it? Do they like it?
0: They did like it but they're like just give me the book. Just give me the book mom. Let me read the book. Right. Right. <laughs> because I'm kind of animated and I like to, you know, act out the characters and Great. It works it works, it works well for my 5-year-old but not so much for the 17-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I get a I get a lot of
1: emails and mail from from 80-year-olds and 8-year-olds. I really do and school kids and but not many adolescents, not many teenagers.
0: I bet if we turned it into a crazy phone app, I don't know. I don't get why kids like have to be like this, glued to a device when there's books you can touch and hold.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's interesting you say that because I kind of I remember when I decided to do the book, there's a lovely Irish woman called Colm, and he helped me sew the pages together on, on it I'm terrible with digital stuff. And he, I remember saying to him right at the beginning, I think we should try and make a, a little treasure that you can hold, and it exists, and it's, it's a solid. And so I wanted it to be quite heavy. I wanted it to really exist physically. And I get these letters now from a lot of mothers who say that their children hold it or have it physically under their arms in bed or under their pillow, or they take it with them to school. And I find that so moving that because that the screen is, is, as you say, a screen is a screen, and it's a different thing altogether. But I love. I wanted to have heavy paper, and I don't know. It,
0: substance,
1: physical substance. substance. There you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: And even even though the the drawings are very whimsical and very ethereal, they're ethereal. Mm-hmm. They're light, like a spirit. Nice.
1: But I hope they. I I, I hope they also fairly grounded. I didn't want to make something was.
0: That's what I was going to say. The colors. And the composition, Mm -hmm. even though they're ethereal, the colors and the composition, they're very grounded. They have substance. Earthy. And they Mm -hmm. leave an impression. Like when you look at one of your paintings, one of the drawings, especially one that you've, like the horse swimming, you fell, but I've got you. After I looked at that and I studied it, I went to sleep. The image was still in my mind, was still really 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 i could still see really it. yeah
1: i love that wow
0: you're a very talented young man
1: well you're very kind
0: cake said the mole
1: cake cake. <laughs> yeah but he discovers he discovers something better than cake to see because i you know there's the site there's a part of the mole that is he's definitely the addict you know? he is
0: deaf that's why the mole and i yeah. are simpatico Especially when he he wanted to bless his friend, he wanted to, you know, to surprise him, but his addiction is just like, ah, dang it, I ate it. Right,
1: right. But then he discovers that love is, and a hug is better than than cake. Better than cake. Yeah. How many
0: times in my life have I been disappointed at myself or somebody (laughs) I dearly love? Because addictions kick up, and it gets in the way of love.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, I don't know who said this. I think it's a brilliant. Or it was a discovery that was made that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection, and I think a lot of addictions arise from a desire for some kind of connection, or or there is a disconnection we want to to somehow fill. Yeah, or medicate if we feel disconnected, or you know, it's all it's all that stuff, isn't it? Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: Okay, so we've got your books in the hands of every leader, every mayor, every elected official, every self-appointed official. And every economics professor and business teacher. Now, let's just, you know, spread it to every recovery center. What do you think?
1: Well, that's a it's a good aim. But again, you know, it would be very arrogant for me to suggest these things. You can.
0: I, I will do it for you. I will be the champion of the boy, the mole, the fox. Lindy is truly, we need to appoint her your champion. Uh, Lindy Thurman. Lindy sounds
1: great.
0: Oh, she, Charlie, she is in love with you. She is, like when she called me, I thought she had just discovered like some (laughs) anti-aging cream or something. I don't know. She was so excited. She's like, no, D, this sweet little book has impacted me in such a profound way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm kind of skeptical.
1: Yeah, I'm not good with self-help books. It was never intended to be one, though.
0: No, but you can't know where somebody is coming from when they're talking about your book, The Boy, the Mold, The Fox and the Horse, unless you actually read it. Four very complicated characters with very different personalities.
1: Yeah. I didn't even know that the four characters were bits of me at the time. You know, it wasn't till afterwards I thought, hang on a second.
0: That you went, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> Give me another piece of cake. Right. So I have these questions and then
1: you know, I think a lot of a lot of life we don't realise what we're doing so we look back and think, Oh, now I see what else. Oh, okay.
0: I think for me, I have been all four characters at different phases of my life.
1: Have you, yeah. Uh, who are you right now?
0: Well I'm always mostly the mole. I mean I'm always mostly, you know, the one that wants to eat the cake. I'm an <laughs> addict and I I, you know, I get addicted to projects, I get addicted to artwork and I am all consumed. I am like and mm-hmm. I've got this whole other life, you know, like kids and grandkids and and work that I'm like but I just want to finish my floor. I did this I did this <laughs> mural. I started a mural With wood rounds, I cut thousands of pieces of wood from twigs and sticks, then I sanded them, then I varathane them, and then I stained them different colors, and I used the wood rounds like you would use a paintbrush to do a mural on my floor, but then it kind of grew up the sides of the walls, and before I knew it, it had like taken on a life of its own, and so I would get off the air, Charlie, at midnight, and then I would go work on this floor but you have to use pretty heavy chemicals you know it's mm-hmm. like verethane, and mm-hmm. even though i had the mm-hmm. right mask and the respirator by two o'clock in the morning i don't even know it's two o'clock in the morning i don't even know where i am but i'm lost yeah, in my that. mural yeah. yeah so mostly i would say the mole but since i've lost my boys fear just um, ah. dominates you know and i have to constantly battle it
1: yeah. not good. I know that's so well. Not good. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. but your book helps. Really? It really, truly does.
1: But I think your your journey of talk, I mean, the fact that you're able to talk openly about it is such a great thing, you know. I mean, it's brave to say. A lot of people couldn't, wouldn't have the courage to say that.
0: Uh, trust me, saying. I don't say it very often. I don't talk about it very often. Because I end up crying, and then I'm a blubbering mess, and... and you know, deep breath. Yeah. Deep breath. Yeah. I mean, I find
1: myself crying a lot these days. I don't even know why sometimes. I was on my bicycle the other day, listening to a song, and I just had an email from a nurse who, who'd, I get a lot of emails from people who really struggled the last year and a half. And, and I just read an email, and then I was listening to a song, and I, I had tears pouring down my face. And then before I knew where I was, I had to stop the bike, and I was just really crying. And it was just so, so much of the last, Two years was just coming up, and I wasn't expected. It came from sort of nowhere.
0: I talk to my kids all the time about having tools in their tool belt. I said, if you go out to build a house and all you have is a hammer and a saw, you're not going to be very <laughs> successful. And if you go out the doors of this house whenever you choose to, you know, spread your wings and fly, and the only tools you have in your tool belt are, you know, the things they teach you in school or whatever. Right. You're not going right. to be very successful. So I refer to. Things that help us as tools in our tool belt with my kids, and right. the more tools you have in your tool belt or your tool chest, the better equipped you are.
1: I think really, especially for boys, because I, I know for me, being English and you know, educated in a certain way, emotions were difficult or, or almost, you know, there were only some. There were some legitimate emotions like anger that was fine, but you know,
0: <laughs> I'm really <laughs> good at fine. that one. I'm so yeah,
1: good you know, at that boys, one, boys. Yeah, but but when it comes to real vulnerability or sharing weakness, or you know that if that had been encouraged as a strength, that connection came through vulnerability rather than impressing people with how well you did at rugby or whatever it was. You know, I think we would have set off in a very different. It's taken me so long to learn all these things. You know. Yeah. So I think having an armory that involves all those things will set you up.
0: So um, your book, I think, is a good tool. For anybody, I mean, not just somebody who's going through loss, not just somebody who's paralyzed with fear with our current economic situation and world situation, Mm -hmm. but anybody of any age that reads your little book, I think, will be blessed. I think their heart will be enlarged. I can't believe our good fortune in being able to spend all this time with Charlie Mackesy about the boy and his motley crew of unlikely companions will continue This delightful conversation, as soon as I share a little more of my good luck, a word about a sponsor whose support enables me to reach out to guests like Charlie and bring their inspiration and insights to you. I found my way to Laura Geller Beauty this year, specializing in products for we women over 40. Their luscious lipsticks, eyeshadows, Foundations, compresses, and primers will make delightful stocking stuffers. I'm in love with their Spackle Primer products, especially the Hydrate one. You'll find all you need to pamper yourself or someone special at laurageller.com. You can use promo code Laura25 for 25% off your entire order. Go ahead, buy that extra lipstick. It'll look great on you.
1: You're in America, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a silly question. Where though?
0: I have two farms. I have a small farm that's 55 acres outside of Seattle. Nice. Wow. You have to go across water to get to me. So even though we're only like technically eight miles from Seattle, it takes an hour to get here because you have to go on a ferry. never to been to
1: Seattle. I've always wanted to go.
0: And then um, I have a farm six and a half hours south in Oregon, um, wow. That's 500 acres. So nice. I love dirt. I love to be in the me dirt. Me too.
1: Because I, I say that because you do remind me of when I was in my 20s, I had a show in New York. And, and then they, they asked me if I'd do a, a big mural in a house in Connecticut outside Manhattan, you know, now on the train. And I went and I, you know, I did the mural, or whatever. And it was nice. And there were some very lovely people there. And it was fun. And a lady came at the end of the day. It was like the press officer. And she looked at me and she said, well, who are you? And I said, um, Charlie says, where are you staying? And I said, Oh, in, in a little sort of boarding house in Manhattan. She said, so you, so every day you come out and do this and go out. I said, you want to come stay with me? And I said, that'd be lovely. She said, right, I'll pick you up at five. And she came and she had this big old station wagon. When I got to the house, she had foster children. She had parrots and dogs and cats. And it was this whole menagerie of life. And she was called Pam. And she showed me a whole other way of thinking and living. She showed me what it meant to really extend family to people. She'd lost a son. She'd lost a husband. Her husband had been an alcoholic. He'd died. You know, she'd really suffered, like really. And that suffering had opened her heart. Rather than shut it down, she'd opened up. And her household was something I will never forget as long as I live. It was a beautiful thing.
0: Between my husband and I, we have 20 children and 23 grandchildren.
1: Wow. Yeah, well, you remind me of her. The reason I said it is because you do remind me of her. There's Thank something you. about you that, that is you. really so open and warm. It's really rare. So you're great.
0: I don't understand. I will never understand when there are so many children who need love. Right why i i don't understand why there is a single child stuck in foster care
1: yeah it's a strange thing right
0: why 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 are children in foster care if we claim to be people that have faith you know we use our religion or our faith as an excuse to to say this or do that but we have no love if every church or synagogue or mosque in america just took just took and adopted one child out of foster care do you know there would be no kids in foster care
1: yeah that's amazing
0: why aren't we stepping up to the plate and saying come live come to my you know like the lady like pam who said charlie come and stay at my house so you have 20
1: you have 20 children i mean how many how many of those are
0: only 4 are still at home wow then my husband has 5 children all but one were grown when we got together when we met right and our children age from 42 down to five.
1: Wow, that's <laughs> amazing.
0: So I saw a picture the other day of my oldest natural born son who uh, I took to kindergarten like 32 years ago was his first day of kindergarten. And last mm-hmm. week was my baby's first day of kindergarten. This is my last first day of kindergarten. This is the last time I will be taking a child of mine to kindergarten. And that was very, I I, I came home and I bawled like a baby. Everybody's like, oh, you must be so excited. You're going to have some free time. I'm like, I'm not excited. (laughs) He's my baby. I'm pretty pathetic.
1: No, you're in touch with your emotions. That's great. At least you felt it and said it. Good for you.
0: And he loves your book. He does? Yes. His name is Paul Adam. He loves your book and I've read it to him.
1: Oh well, say hi to him for me. I
0: cannot even tell you how many times I
1: need to. I need to send you some books with my name in them. I can write my name in them. For
0: you. I would love that. I would love. Yeah. That. And I'm going to start this campaign to get. Oh, you are the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse into the hands <laughs> of every politician, of every teacher, of every leader. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm. A, you know what I'm going to do, Charlie? I'm going to go buy some, and I'm going to take it to the principal at our local high school. And say, you know, if you just if you would just please make these into posters and put them in all the classes, especially for the seniors who are about to launch into the world, I would appreciate it. Like, can they do that? Can they make a photocopy of the page?
1: Yeah. Oh gosh, I've always said that to people. I mean, schools and hospitals have done that all, and I love the fact they do that. So they blow them right up, you know.
0: Right. uh, What do you think success is? Asked the boy. To love, said the mole. That's the one I think that everybody should have a poster of that, you know, you could frame it. You could put a nice like black frame around it or you could just make sure. a poster. What do you think? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll work on this campaign. You go work on your 75, <laughs> 7,500 drawings <laughs> in, you have to do for a five minute movie.
1: Like I, I used to volunteer in a place that um, every Wednesday afternoon I used to teach people in an old people's home how to draw. And one of the things they were scared of was, not being very good, you know, or disappointing themselves. Or they're always told when they're little they shouldn't draw or whatever. And I said, okay, so here's the thing. Draw now, but two things. One, pretend that you're four years old and that you can, you're allowed to make a mess. So the whole aim here is to make a mess. And the second thing is that when you've done your drawing, throw it away. No one's going to look at it.
0: Oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't
1: throw it Okay, so, so wait. So they started doing it, and, and I said, there's no pressure at all on you. To make anything good. This is not about it's just having fun. And you know what? They began really slowly and then three weeks later, they were unstoppable. They just drawing a mess everywhere. And bit by bit when they realized that it was okay to not do very well, their drawings got better and better and they went through false wall after false wall and eventually, you know, they were making these beautiful things. I mean, half of the guys I saw are dead now, sadly, but they, you know. they, <laughs> but they, they did some beautiful
0: things while they, they were here. They
1: did some great, well, in the last last year or two, they made, they had fun, you know.
0: If you, if you give me a way to text you or send you, I'll send you a picture of my floor that, sure. that took over my life for six months. Okay. I started it in February and... Uh, I just have one coat of varathane to go, and then I'm done. But it it literally crawled up the walls of the. It's two rooms, and it was just going to be a an image of a tree on the floor, and it crawled up the walls and and over. Want to see it? Yeah, want to see it? It even went up to the ceiling. Yeah, so wow. But yeah, I will get the the dip pen out. I've got them someplace, and I'll start drawing again. Just because you inspire me.
1: I really think you should. Don't be hard on yourself. You know, you just well.
0: Like I, I'm too much of a. I'm I'm too fussy. I'm way too fussy. I know. I, I can be loose in life with other things, you know, and and free flowing. But uh, I'm way too fussy with with some things. So my goal is to be more like Charlie. <laughs> no, my goal is to be more like the horse. Because yeah, be the horse. Be the horse. Yeah, be, if you got to be, gotta be anyone, be be the horse. Yeah, okay. I think that's right. I'll send you some pictures of my horses.
1: Okay, I'd love to see them.
0: All right, Charlie, I know you got work to do, so I'll let you go. Thank you for spending time with us. You are delightful. No, I
1: really loved it. Thanks for having me. Stay in touch.
0: Okay. I'm
1: going to organize it with Callan to get you some books.
0: Wonderful. I'll talk to you again soon. God bless. Bye-bye. I know it's getting late in the day in London, Charlie. Thank you for sharing so much of your time and reintroducing the boy and his friends to us. I say reintroducing because I feel like we've all met the boy before. He's inside each of us. He represents our life's struggles, big and small. It's been wonderful getting reacquainted with him and remembering the things that either once worried him or maybe still does. And he managed to figure it out as well as putting me in touch with all those inner voices that have guided me along my life's path the boy the mole the fox and the horse is truly a special gift if you haven't yet thumbed your way through a copy do yourself a favor and get a hold of one as quickly as you can as charlie recommends in his foreword, start anywhere you like start in the middle start at the end or if you must Start at the beginning. It's up to you. Just like so many other choices we have in life, perhaps the most important one is the choice to be kind. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse can be found wherever books are sold, and they make great gifts. Great gifts for everyone on your list, from grandparents to grandchildren to world leaders. Charlie continues to share the journey on his social media platforms at Charlie charlemackesee, on both Instagram and Facebook. You'll want to keep up with him there and share his beautiful, insightful post with all your own followers. Thank you for joining us. I cannot wait to spend time with you again, my friend.
1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Right here,
2: right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's
0: R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.